What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Off the Chest. Now, I had promised to uh, start going back into some more mental health stuff, but I think it would be very inappropriate of me to ignore and not comment on the things that happened this week. So we're going to do it. Firstly, uh, the, the good stuff was the double victory of Warnock and Ossoff in Georgia, which was honestly to me a little unexpected because I didn't think I didn't think John Ossoff had as much of a chance at winning as Raphael Warnock did. And these points have been made on, on TV and on cable news and on whatever, but I just want to make them here that like Warnock has presence in Georgia. He is I guess technically he might be now was the pastor at the church of Martin Luther King Jr. That's already that's already a big win for him. Whereas John Ossoff's biggest national claim was losing a house election special election two years ago. I guess two like two election 2018. <laughs> okay. So not to mention that uh former Senator Purdue is cousin i think used to be governor of georgia so there's a whole there's that history there so it was very awesome to see the democrats come up with two seats which means 50 50 split in the senate for biden's upcoming term which means that if there are any ties then senator soon to be vice president kamala harris gets to come in be the 51st vote for the democrats and win it also means that Democrats control what gets debated on the floor, what gets voted on. Uh, they get to be in charge of all the committees and subcommittees, so every chair is the Demo- is a Democrat. And so that's always good, which means, like, for example, instead of having Lindsey Graham on as the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, it's, well, I don't even know who it is. I don't know who it would be. But it would be a Democrat, so that means Democrats can choose who to bring for hearings and, well, mostly, largely. But this Republicans still have a little bit of a shot for that. But that would have been great to talk about this week as the only news in the, in the major political national theater. But then we saw what happened on Wednesday um, with the attempt... God, it doesn't even feel like yesterday. It feels like years ago. It was such a long process. But with the certification of the Electoral College votes from the states and the uh, invasion of the U.S. Capitol building by what the media likes to call protesters. But let's be honest, these are at best rioters and looters and at worst, which is, I think, the most accurate uh, domestic terrorists claiming that the election is being stolen from them, stolen from Trump, which, let's be honest, if Democrats were trying to steal the election, um, it would have been a much larger margin. We would have flipped the Senate ages ago. We would probably have like a 56, 57 majority in the Senate instead of the 50-50 split that we have now. What I also find really ironic and that not a lot of people are actually pointing out is that all these people who are, who all the all the representatives and then the third of the senators who were 
on the ballot in 2020. <laughs> Their elections apparently are fine. Those aren't full of fraud, but it's it's the presidential one that's fraud. But it's but it's the same ballot. It's it's the same ballot. It's it doesn't make any sense. It's like saying you broke your arm, but you're not hurt. Your arm's hurt. Well, like obviously, you you your arm is you. Your your arm is part of you. So of course you you're hurt because your arm's hurt. So the whole the whole traditional thing of certifying the election is just the I think it's the chairperson and the chairperson of each committee and then the opposite party's head on the two committees they open up the envelopes one by one in alphabetical state order the vice president of the United States comes in as the president of the Senate reads off all this procedural stuff and then they say is this state's va uh, valid and good and the only one blah, blah blah they read it out and it's supposed to be super super boring and it's like, are there any objections? No one says anything. Then this is good. They move on to the next state like 50 times. But no, that that don't there's no there's no like legit there's no reason to interrupt it. Because when we talk about the United States, we talk about states' rights a lot. And Republicans are traditionally all about states' rights. But then it's the Republicans in the federal government, so not in the states that are arguing which what they should have done is they should have gone to the states and then if the states say yeah there's like some objection that we should look into they look into it and if there's not then they don't look into it and then it's the end of that there shouldn't be like this u.s senator from a different state like these be like josh hawley who's a scumbag and a traitor nah well we'll get into that later but josh hawley and ted cruz and among the other ones like tuberville hyde smith uh, a couple others they're not from these contested states. It's not like there was voter fraud allegations in Texas or in Missouri. The big ones were in Pennsylvania and Arizona and Georgia and Michigan. The, 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 those eight senators from those states didn't speak up because there is nothing to do with voter fraud. There's no voter fraud. There's just no, there's nothing. There's nothing there for them to look at. You dumb fucks. So anyway, um, so it was inappropriate for them to challenge it so vehemently in the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House. But then the fact that no one was going to do it until Josh Hawley. What, let's talk about Josh Hawley for a minute. The junior senator from the state of Missouri, Republican, who has degrees from Stanford University and I think Harvard Law School. So... Ivy, like really good schools. He taught at Oxford and he clerked for Supreme Court Justice John Roberts. So this guy knows exactly. It's not like he's some idiot like Trump who just says things like this. Josh Hawley knows exactly what he's doing. He's putting his political ambitions first. He doesn't even really live in Missouri. He became the attorney general promised that he wouldn't use that office to run for another office. Two years later, he backtracked and ran for U.S. Senate. 
beats Claire McCaskill, who I don't really like. She's very centrist, very much a uh, Joe Manchin Democrat, Joe Biden Democrat almost. And then he says that now he's pseudo running for president, which which is what the whole goal, I think, of this objection stuff is. He wants to run for president in 2024. And honestly, I think he's got a good chance to win that nomination for the Republican Party. I think he's a total scumbag. He's a seditious piece of shit. Now, we can't really say traitor because according to U.S. law, traitor is someone who works with a country we're at war with to, like, go against the U.S.'s, like, mission or values or whatever. And we're not really at war with a country. So we can't use the legal term traitor, but to like to common people, to people outside government, we can say traitor all we want because they are traitors to us. But the correct term is sedition, which is like to, which is like what the the South did right before the war. They threatened to secede, an act of sedition, and then they seceded from the Union. Not succeeded, they seceded successfully as well. But so Holly, Cruz, and all these guys are huge pieces of shit. Who if we had the power to, they should be removed from A, Congress, and B, from ever holding federal office again, because you can't just go against the core of United States democracy. You really just, you're not supposed to do that, especially as someone in public office. So that part happened. The invasion happened, which by the way, can we just talk about the, uh, invasion and looting of the capitol building for a second there are videos of of the police moving the barricade so they could let these people in oh god it is an absolute shit show there was there was it's not like this came out of nowhere like come on five years of trump saying there will be violence if we don't win you know, hating on Democrats, hating on minorities, hate like hate speech against like Jewish people saying Nazis and neo-Nazis are, oh, they're good people. You know, the KKK was was a good endorsement, you know, all that kind of stuff. Building up, building up, building up. And this whole thing has been over the Internet. They're calling it like Civil War, you know, Civil War Two, January 6, 2021. Like all there's. And it's not like on the dark web. It's not on these obscure things. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. It's everywhere. Okay. So don't, no one should act surprised that this happened. Maybe they should act surprised at how unprepared the U.S. government was in response, which is going to be heavily investigated and probably be, probably should be one of the scandals of this decade. Will it? Well, who knows? But. There has to be serious investigations into Capitol Police, into Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, Department of Defense. Like we spend almost a billion dollars on defense and some crackheads in some like sweatshirts and jeans like took over the Capitol in a matter of hours. And then just within the last 20 minutes the president finally puts out a video condemning the what happened with the invasion finally admits that he lost and that 
Biden won, which is more important, right? Not just saying you lost, but saying that Biden won. So that kind of, it should legitimize it completely, like for his supporters. It won't, but it should. And he's vowed to make it his goal for the next couple of weeks to bring about an orderly transition period. Well, let's be honest. No, it's not. Because you can tell he's reading a teleprompter. And we all know that if it's off a teleprompter, that means someone else wrote it and he's being forced to essentially read it. And it's only going to be a matter of time before he tweets something stupid or retweets something stupid or likes something stupid. And then it totally invalidates his, his his cool speech he did. Oh, big, big, big man you are. Also, going like all of these people now putting their political career before their country. Like Elaine Chow, wife of Mitch McConnell. Now she's former Secretary of Transportation, which is the office that Mayor Pete Buttigieg will be taking come the next few weeks. Um, she resigns. But like, if you've been okay with the past four years and you stayed on and you've continued to work, then yeah, no one's buying your shit of I I can no longer stand with this president and this administration. Yeah, but you can you're still going to hell. You're still being you're still gonna be hated forever. Um people were applauding Vice President Pence for oh his his great leadership. He did fuck all, man. He's been on all these people have been on the train for four plus years. They don't deserve any like praise, applause, recognition of good deeds. They all are in the same boat. Now, obviously, some are in the some are just the grunt workers of the boat and some are captains of the boat. But they're all in the same boat. And they all deserve their special place in at the very least American political hell. Whew, wow, that was a lot. And then, so what happens? What happens next? What happens? Um, there, like I said, investigations into police. Um, we're well, when we talk about the other stuff, it's all insignificant, really, because you know investigations will take their time. They'll find that some people were in on it and we'll be like, well, yeah, duh, everyone was in on it. But the more the more pressing stuff is what what do we do with Trump in the next two weeks before the inauguration of Biden on January 20th, 2021? People have been, well, for years, people have been saying impeachment and 25th Amendment. Or resign. Those have been three things, right? So let's go over all three of those things, shall we? First, let's talk about resigning. Trump will not resign, let's be honest. He's too stubborn to do it. He's too selfish to do it. He has he has no sense of like the bigger picture, the more the the moral thing to do, the um the common good. Like for the common good of the country, he should have resigned. Well, he should never have accepted the nomination, but he, you know, he should never be president. All that stuff. He should he should resign. Well, he will not resign. So that's out the picture. Then we have impeachment. Um, I would love to see him impeached and removed and convicted, but 
The big thing with that, there's two big things. Number one, in the Senate, I don't think there are going to be enough people who flip and vote him out, even with Warnock and Ossoff, right? You can guarantee the 50, well, you can guarantee 49 Democrat votes. Joe Manchin is a piece of shit as well. And he's not, he's not really a Democrat, I don't think. He's a, he's a conservative Democrat, you know? So he's kind of, he's kind of, yeah. And he probably wouldn't. However, let's just assume he does. So we have 50 votes. You could probably safely bet that people like Mitt Romney. No, that's probably it. Just Mitt Romney will probably vote yes. The rest, even these moderates like Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, they they probably won't. They'll be like, well, nah. I mean, Lindsey Graham said if something else happens in the next two weeks, like like as if lighting the flames of a coup and an invasion of the U.S. Capitol building wasn't enough to impeach a president. He has to do something else to even consider it. So also the second thing with that is that the time frame, we have two weeks. So to get witnesses and testimony and subpoenas and let's see like people who are in con like the vice president the cabinet people like they won't all agree to come testify so plus yeah you need to get you need to get this is it two-thirds or 60 you got to get a big number of senators so that's not going to happen people aren't going to come fast enough so then Oh, also the third thing with that is that both chambers are now in recess until January 19th, which means they're not in D.C. or they won't be in D.C. So they'll be at home. So you'd have to wait for everybody to come back. That takes a couple of days as well. So all of a sudden you're looking at a week and a half at most. Now, the, the one thing about impeachment that makes it the most appealing option is that if he gets impeached, convicted and removed, Trump can never hold public office again. So anywhere from the top of president down to like city councils, he can't, he wouldn't be allowed to do that, which is good news for 2024 and beyond because then he couldn't run. But then that also opens the door for a variety of people between Don Jr., Ivanka, and Eric Trump to Senator Cruz, Senator Hawley, um, let's see, Senator Cotton would probably run. I'm going to assume Senator Rubio. A couple other senators who are donuts might run as well. But then that would divide the Trump base because then some people would be like, well, we'll stay with the Trump family. And then someone would be like, well, actually, you know, Holly and Cruz run Trump's side in the whole thing. So we'll vote with them and then they'll split that. And then their primaries will be intense and then they'll hate each other. So hopefully that would work. But the big thing is about not being able to hold public office again. So then that's that's kind of impeachment off the table. So the 25th Amendment says that like it's meant it's meant for a president who's unfit. And when if you're going with the constitutional like meaning at the time, it was meant for unwell, like sick. Or dying. And you can't really have a dying person as president. So that's where that came from. And of course, we can change, you can argue the meaning of he's unwell because he's mentally 
stupid and ignorant. You could also make the case that he's just a seditious piece of shit and doesn't care about the country. You can make those arguments. But at the end of the day, you have to get a majority of people to agree on it. So for the 25th Amendment, it would be the cabinet. And you can already see like one cat member is out. Lane Chow left. And you need to get a majority of them to agree to remove him. And then you put Pence in as president. I don't think that'll go because, like I said earlier, these people have been on the train or the boat for a long time. Some for since the campaigns, some since he took office, some somewhere in between and recently maybe. So all these people are already complicit. So they're probably like, yeah, we're on the train. We're cool. We don't really care. We'll go back to our like CEO executive positions or make hundreds of thousands. And it lets it'll let him run for office again in the future. So it takes care of the problem now, but it's like a band. It doesn't take care of the problem in the future. So I hate to pour cold water on our own excitement of removing Trump, but he's not going to get removed. Like the math, the feeling, the just the vibes just aren't there for this. Um, as tragic as that is, I would love nothing more than to kick his ass to the curb send him back to Mar-a-Lago and uh, have Twitter ban his account for uh, forever. That would be awesome. But like let, this, this week started off with such a great high, you know, we had, we have the first black Senator from Georgia, who's only going to be the 11th Senator, 11th black Senator in us history. When you think about that, we've been around for almost 250 years. We've only had eleven senators that are black. That is wild. We only have two. I think we have three now, because we still have Harris for another couple weeks, Tim Scott from South Carolina, and then we have Warnock. So that's three out of a hundred. Now I don't know about you, but the demographics of the U.S. would suggest that there's more than three percent of the country being black. So. That has to be fixed. We also got Ossoff, a Jewish, a Jewish guy. We don't normally vote Jewish people. We vote for Christians. Whether whether they're Catholic, mostly just evangelical Christians. We don't even vote for Catholics that much. So the fact that we have a Jewish person coming into the Senate is going to be super awesome. And they're both they're both got good records. They're both going to be fairly progressive. They're not like Bernie or Warren. They're not they're not uber progressives, but they're going to be they're going to push. The debate left which is good for us at least but that would that should have been the that should have been the good stuff that should have been democrats take control of the senate by winning georgia biden gets certified as president that should have been it that should have been the two the two big things of this week and instead we have to talk about domestic terrorism and a lack of police and protection for the, the senators and the representatives. We had to consider the fact that this was an inside job because they, they, the, the terrorists, they found the offices that they should have, that they wanted to find. They found Pelosi's office. Uh, they found the, the parliament secretary's office where they have all the papers and the important stuff and the procedural things that go on. 
you know, I didn't see anyone ransacking Lindsey Graham's office or Senator Hawley's office or Mitch McConnell's office. It was it was all conveniently Democrats like Senator Merkley of this state, Oregon. He's got ransacked as well. So there are going to there's going to be a lot, whether it's like the House or Senate Sergeant of Arms guys, whether it's the Capitol Police, whether it's like at the top or somewhere in there, like there are people who are who have been part of this. Clearly, it's more of finding out how many, how deep like this insurrection runs in the federal government. And it should be also about holding these people accountable. Like we, these guys are such idiots. Not only did they commit all these crimes as like invading federal property, stealing federal property, shooting on federal property, but they all did it without freaking masks. So we can all just look at that picture and be like, oh, we... This person we know, we can identify this person for the FBI. Boom. They're, and they're all they're all posing with like the things they've destroyed or stolen. They're I don't know, when I tell you that natural selection needs a stronger argument, this is this case for natural selection. We end up with these kinds of idiots who think this is a good thing to do. And it's okay to, it's okay, well, it's not okay, but it's more okay to just be upset that your guy lost. Like, I was upset when Clinton lost. I didn't like Clinton, but she was on my, she was my teammate, basically. But she lost, and I didn't go destroying things. I didn't go shooting. I didn't go beating people up. I didn't do any of this stuff. I didn't do anything illegal. And all these people decided that because Trump lost, they can do whatever they want. So... There's gonna, there needs to be a, a cultural, a political reckoning for everyone involved directly, indirectly. So that's where we're at. Next week, we'll, we'll hopefully not have domestic terrorism on the agenda. And we can instead just talk about COVID. <laughs> that's, that, you know, that's how bad this week is when we haven't even talked about COVID. I mean... We're not even talking about, there were bombs, there were IEDs at the Capitol building, at these terrorist attacks. And they could have been so much worse. And we're not even talking about that because we're just talking about the election certification stuff. So there's a lot that needs to be dealt with. And I'll do my best on this pod to keep up like brief updates, but I want to get back to, I want to get back to mental health because that would be, that would be something good for next week. Um, but th- thanks for thanks for listening to this week's episode off the chest. It's this one was very much off the chest. No no script or anything. It was just st- straight from here. Um, go ahead and uh, follow us. Leave us a rating on Apple Music, Google, Spotify, at off the chest underscore pod on Instagram, where you can find updates all the time about new episodes. Thanks for listening and talk to you guys next week. See you.